Welcome to the Financial Health and Wealth Show, heard right here on My Talk every Sunday at 10 a.m. and available to podcast and listen to anytime at mytalk1071.com, keyword wealth. Here to get you on the right path to your financial goals are the mother and daughter team from ClearStep Financial, Carla and Cassandra, with hosts, Miss Shannon. Yes, happy holidays, everyone, as we are rolling towards the New Year's. I'm so excited to uh, help you get on the path to uh, financial health and wellness here on My Talk 1071. <laughs> I'm Miss Shannon, here with the daughter of the mother-daughter team of uh, yes. ClearStep Financial, Miss Cassandra Brazier. How's it going, Cassandra? Good morning. Great. I'm wonderful. How are you? I am doing very well. I am feeling very motivated lately. You know how you get that little, uh, a couple of things start to fall into place. You're like, wait, maybe I can do this. Adulting is a pain Mm -hmm. in the butt, but I'm adulting appropriately lately. How about you? (laughs) (laughs) That's good. I know. I think when you, what I find helpful is making a list. Right. And then if you, once you start, like you get that first thing checked off, you get the next thing checked off. Like you said, as you start to get a few things done and checked off that list, I find it easier to keep going with it, right? It's like that an object in motion, right? And when you get in motion, but I think the first thing for me a lot of times is making that list. And that's why I know part of our uh, show today will be just kind of going through a list of some tips and and end of year financial topics that uh, you could maybe jot down any of the ones that would apply to you as we go through some of this stuff today. But I think those lists are so helpful, whether it's for shopping, for Christmas stuff, or for the holidays, or your to-do, your financial to-dos, your health to-dos, whatever it is. Maybe it's just your your chores around the house, whatever that is. You know I think what? lists can help. The other reason why I really enjoy having those kind of lists is if you feel like you're spinning and you're never getting mm-hmm. anywhere with anything, being able to, even if you put down, as you said, that that I took out the garbage day. I like like there's some days that I have to uh, <laughs> I do a recap instead of a list at the beginning. Like if there's some stuff that okay. I'm like, well, I didn't get to the things on my list. Then before I go to bed, what I'll do is I'll do a, a brain dump and I'll go. Yeah, but what did you do today? What should you be giving yourself credit for that? You this is why you didn't get to this one thing and it has to roll to tomorrow. But it doesn't mean mm-hmm. that I sat around all day. You know, there were a lot right. of things. Like, and so I don't think that sometimes we give ourselves credit for what we do accomplish. We just feel like, oh, my gosh, I'm just you know, I'm a loser because I don't get things done. So I love I know that that's idea. our self-talk, right? right? That's like that little voice in our head sometimes. And we've got the way I think one of the ways anyway to overcome it for me is right is is like you said you have to be able to overcome that and say I'm I can I've done some things I feel accomplished I've and you can visually and concretely see that there's been progress absolutely <laughs> absolutely yes I agree with you um, before we move into today's topic I want to remind everybody the securities and advisor services offered through Harbor Investment Inc member of Finra FSIPC uh, we are going to give mm-hmm. you a good foundation which is one of the great things about working with you and your team over at Clear Step Financial is that sometimes you're going, all right, I did some things. I'm not confident in the things that I did because I feel like it's not really my expertise. And so mm-hmm. it's great to have someone like you and anybody else on your staff to sit there and go, no, 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 here's all the things that you are working on. And these are positive. <laughs> and it's not, you know, yeah. a, a ludicrous idea to put money in X or Y as long as you're being intentional about some of your, your planning. Right. I think sometimes, and that's, and pick any topic you want to pick, right, in life that right. has any any kind of bearing of importance in our lives. And I think just sometimes having... um 
someone giving you permission almost, or at least giving you encouragement or giving you some reassurance right. in that area can be extremely helpful. And then there are just some things that I don't know if, if you're married or if you've got a significant other that you just don't want to do it on your own with that person because right. you want to stay married or you want to stay together. <laughs> and so sometimes you just want to bring someone else into that picture to help navigate through things so that it just it doesn't put as much stress on your own lives and relationships. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's one of those things that I wish my ex-husband and I had done. It's like we should have had a neutral party to help us be, get in alignment with one another financially because mm -hmm. that was one of the big things and I think you're right that happens a lot in relationships is that's one of the things you know there's 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 finances there's religion there's politics there's a couple of things that if you are not on the same page it causes mm -hmm. a lot of stress in a relationship I mean it might be something that you didn't talk about when you were still in the while wow, love is news phase <laughs> Or maybe up. you did, but then those things didn't seem as important at the time, right? right and right. then, like mm -hmm. you said, and we, we can be, we're just, we just are so infatuated for a time, right? Then we're in that early stage of the relationship. And then when life actually settles in and it gets into normal routines, then some of those things maybe that you even did talk about, you might even either feel different about or maybe you didn't talk about them as in depth as you maybe could have right. or you're just realizing certain things. So I think it's good to on an ongoing basis. And that's why we've talked about some of these tips and things before. But I think every every year at the towards the end of the year, there are certain deadlines at the end of the year. And so that's why I think it's good if you haven't done some of these things jot them down as we go through there there definitely there's a number of things that are worthwhile if you're one of those people that are in a circumstance where some of these could be beneficial for you right i also want to remind people that they can get on the clear step financial callback list and so if they go to your yes. website right now if you just want to get it out of your brain and go i want to get on to holiday shopping but i know i want somebody to talk to right after the new year now's a good time just to get that off your to-do list just call them they'll put you on their list and then you don't have to worry yep. about it for a little while. Absolutely. Yeah, you can do that. ClearStuffFinancial.com. Go to our website. Just contact us. Say, I want to be on your New Year list. And, and it's on us then. <laughs> it's out of your head. It's off your list. And you're on our list, like Shannon said. We're, right. we're happy to reach out to you after the New Year. Right. A lot of us want to be on Santa's list. Being on ClearStuffFinancial's list is almost just as good. You know, <laughs> it's, a, it's a pretty good present. It's a pretty good present. It can we can help you with your finances so that uh, you can have a better Santa's list next year, maybe. Very true. <laughs> Very true. And into the future. Right. I love that idea. <laughs> they complement each other. Right. Well, when we decided that, you know, this is always a good time, and we uh, about this time every year that you and I have been working together, we start giving people that foundation again of mm -hmm. here's what you might want to start looking at. It, it, I don't know how everybody else feels like there. Last year, I felt like it took five years for 2020 to happen. Mm -hmm. I feel like yep. 2021 did what I feel like most years, just genie blinked by. Like you just looked up and now I'm like, oh my gosh, it's December. And there's, I, I think that's a good thing. I think that that, you know, that to me feels a lot more normal um, than what mm -hmm. we had going on last year. What do you think, Cassandra? What about for you and your life and what you are going have going on over there? I would agree with that. I think at, at times, and maybe this is how all of us are at times, it felt like it was taking a long time. Um, but I agree. All of a sudden, I can't believe Christmas is just in a few weeks here. Uh, it's been it's been a very full year. And maybe in Absolutely. some ways, a lot of us have been catching up on things from the year before that we either didn't do, wanted to do. 
um, whatever that was. Right. So. I feel like it was a full year in a lot of ways, um, right. and it did go by fast. Right, and I felt like uh, I described it as the accordion effect, um, where a lot of things <laughs> that were supposed to happen in 2020 got pushed to 2021 yep. in mm-hmm. addition to the 2021 things. And so maybe yep. that's it. I, I, you know, I've said this as an independent contractor. I'm like, I was super busy this year, but I don't know if that's what the year looked like or if it was, as you said, catch up. And I think that that's just our lives in general, because I'll be honest, even at my home life, I'm like, you meant to do this and you didn't get around to that. And things that just either weren't available or a priority in 2020, I didn't get to Mm -hmm. until 2021. And it is so weird that I'm like, wow, you've been working on that for a year. I'm like, yeah, but you kind of have it. You kind of put it on pause (laughs) and didn't work on it for a while. (laughs) And now you're like, okay, now I'm going to do it. Now I'm going to do it. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. So I, I think there's a lot of that. Yep. I think there's a lot of that. Right. Right. Well, when we are uh, encouraging people to uh, start kind of just gathering their things for the year end, where do you want to tell them to start? Like, what's one of the first things that you're like, OK, if you're super busy right now and you're catching up on things, here's one of those tips and things you can do right now to get something off your place and just look at it because it's important to make sure you get it done before year end. Right. Well, I would say uh, this first one, it's just a good thing to do about yearly. Okay. And and that's just to review your beneficiaries that you have on any kind of assets, mm-hmm. anything of significance. And a lot of times, the, some of the easiest ones are our investments. So right. that could be your 401k, your just your benefits through work, if you have life insurance, your IRAs, if you have other things out there, life insurance that you have outside of work. Any of those kinds of things, and if you've done some estate planning and things, if there's been some significant changes in your life, especially I know over the last couple of years, a lot of people I talk to, things have changed. Right. And it it could even be maybe someone that you had as a beneficiary maybe passed away and you hadn't even thought about, oh, I've got to update that. Right. So there are a number of reasons that it would be good just to check beneficiary designations. The end of the year is just kind of a nice deadline, um, but but the end of the year isn't necessarily, um, you know, you can't, it's not that you can't change it after the first of the year, right? right? But it's just nice if you can check those things, at least on an annual basis. We definitely recommend doing that. And some, cause sometimes, especially when, when we have a lot going on, like a lot of people have, mm-hmm. or when you have major life-changing events, it's not always the first thing we think about. But even if you do some kind of estate planning and you've got an account or an old 401k or an IRA or something that you had a previous spouse or someone who passed away, um, the previous spouse is probably the bigger issue right. is that it will still go to that person mm-hmm. if you haven't updated that beneficiary. So you just want to make sure, again, it's just good practice. It's a good exercise to do on an ongoing basis, just at least you really kind of double check those things. Right. Well, we're going to give you some other financial tips that you can do before year end. We also are willing to take your calls. You can be part of the Financial Health and Wealth Show. Just call us at 651-641-1071. Be right back with our friend Cassandra Brazier from Clear Step Financial. Timeless holiday traditions. Elf on the shelf. Oh, I totally want to start doing that for Zen. Santa in the Mylanta. That's not a thing. Maybe that one's just in my house. 
But here's a new one for all the My Talkers. Posts on our posts. For 13 days of Christmas, we'll be hiding a holly jolly elf picture of one of the My Talk hosts on our website, mytalk1071.com. When you find a host on a post, click on it, and then you can register to win $1,000. We'll have three drawings on the Lori and Julia show at 5.30 p.m. on the 10th, 17th, and 23rd. Found him. Which one? Steve? Jason? No. Santa in the Mylanta. I kind of overdid it on the figgy pudding at lunch. Find the hosts on the post now through December 23rd. Click on them to win $1,000 at mytalk1071.com. Hi, my talkers. Are- Welcome back to the Financial Health and Wealth Show here on My Talk 1071. Also streaming on MyTalk1071.com. Reminding you to find this episode and previous episodes. Just go to our website, use that keyword health and wealth. We'll be happy to give you this information because we do sometimes hit something and you go, well, maybe they got a little numbers heavy, which doesn't happen often, Cassandra, but every once in a while we go, we try not to. Right. We go, every once in a while we do weed into or wade into the, oh, the alphabet soup of finances. And I I know that that's sometimes people like you said IRA 401k this that blah 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 like we're about right now we're about to talk about 529s just all these things that you're like mm-hmm. do I have one of those and then by the time you figure out whether you have one you might have missed <laughs> the information so that's right. right well thankfully this is uh, available on podcasts yes. um, or if you want to know what specifically is important in your world uh, right. you're certainly welcome to reach out to us we can do a complimentary consultation we do have our uh, our new year callback list like mm-hmm. you mentioned earlier you can get on that go to clearstepfinancial.com just let us know you want to be on that new year's list and we will reach out to you so um, you're right. We do. As far as 529 plans, 401ks, there's just certain deadlines at the end of the year. And if you're self-employed also, this, mm-hmm. some of these things could apply where uh, you have until the end of the year to put into certain plans for it to count for this year for your taxes and so forth because right. you're allowed um, those. A lot of those have a deadline on an annual basis at the year end where you have to have contributed to them. So. Um, for those self-employed people, you can, you know, if you talk to your accountant or whoever does your taxes, you can find out from them um, for the year. Either you, a lot of times, I'll have people say, well, you know, ask your your tax person what's what's going to be your biggest benefit, right? Because sometimes, right. like you said, with self-employed people, your your income can change; it can fluctuate and go right. up and down. So, and then the tax laws continue to change too. So sometimes one plan might be more advantageous one year, or maybe you incorporated that year. So it might change as far as what would be the best plan now moving forward. So I recommend before the end of the year, if you can, talk to your tax person, connect with them, um, and just find out. But if you're someone who is employed and you have a 401k through work, then you have till the end of the year. If you're someone who's able to get to that point of of adding a significant amount where you're maxing it out, Mm -hmm. then you have till the end of the year, 19500 for most companies, most plans. That's going to be pretty standard is the limit. And I know, you know, a lot of people try and get to that. So right. if you're close, you have till the end of the year. If you're over 50, you also have an additional catch-up amount of another 6,500. So you really can, you can get a good amount in there if you are, you know, closer to retirement. They do. That's why they have that catch-up amount because they know people, a lot of times your kids, you know, might be gone out of the house and you've right. got maybe a little bit extra to, to put towards that or you're just more focused and you've, you know, you've got some goals of retirement soon. So... 
So, so I would just say, do what you can then by the end of the year, put as much as you can towards that. If that's, if that applies to you. One of the tips that I had to train myself in is being more open to asking questions about things. Because like last year, mm-hmm. a bunch of my 1099s came through with a different letter on them. I'm like, okay, well, is this what it's supposed to be? Like, why did we start calling it this? And so I had to ask my, my mm-hmm. tax folks, uh, I'm presuming this is all right because all of these did this. And this is the question you're asking me now. But it wasn't something I was <laughs> anticipating. And so I was a little surprised because it was so different. And so I think that it is okay to remind yourself, if I don't know what this is off the bat, that doesn't mean I'm dumb. It just means that something changed. Right. And I am... You know, I am not an expert in the tax law. I am just an expert in whatever my field is. And that's okay. Right. Mm-hmm. It's hard as a small that's business. hundred percent. Okay. Right. Right. And then, and I agree. It's good to ask questions. And I, I always encourage people to ask me questions and I know you and I have talked about that, but if right. people have questions, there's not, there's no silly questions and it's all about education. Right. And, you know, just feeling good and confident about where you're at. You so and I still need to get together. I think you and your mom are going to be upset with how much money I have in cryptocurrency. But we'll talk about that in, in, in 2022. We don't shame. You know, we don't shame. <laughs> You're like, Shannon, what are you doing? Um, but, you know, back to let's just start. Like, what is a, a 529? That's the thing that I set up for my kid in their education, right? That is. Okay. It is. It's an It's a. It's a. It's an account that mm-hmm. you set up for a child, um, typically a child. Mm-hmm. And then what you do is you can now, it used to be only really for higher education, for going off to college, university, and so forth. But now it is something that can be utilized for people, even um, throughout their grade school years, high school years, if you're paying tuition, if they're going somewhere private. So you're able to fund that. And, and I, you know, sometimes you have a family situation where maybe you have uh, parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, whatever, family members or friends or people that are able to also help fund um, into that account. So sometimes we have scenarios where people can do gifting um, into that account. And if that's the case, then that's that's something that you could look at doing here before the end of the year also where you gift you can gift up to 15000 um, There's certain rules and regulations and so forth, but that's kind of a general gifting rule um, per year, per person. Again, there's there's different ways of doing that. Couples, you know, then you can double that. Um, but that basically uh, gives you some some options for gifting and, and something when a lot of times we see that in those 529 plans. Right. And so when we are looking at, before we move on and go into our next break, because I, I think it might take a little more time. I know we want to talk about Roths, another one of those uh, alphabet soups of things that we could talk about as far as investment. And I feel like that might take a little more time. So let's just remind people again, as we are looking at these retirement plans, as you mentioned, as a self-employed person, why is it more why are those deadlines different for us versus people who are still uh, with a primary employer? Well, there is some similar deadlines again, because okay. for your four hundred one k, you have till the end of the year, okay. right? For that, for that plan, also, if you're self employed, the thing that I recommend is you you may have a few different options of plans to contribute to. Okay, and depending on how your taxes shook out that year, if you mm-hmm. made changes, if you incorporated where you were self, you you were just an independent contractor. Maybe now you're an S corp, or you're you're a different kind of corp, right? Right. That would all change then what they calculate how much you can contribute to a certain plan. Okay, and for a self employed individual. There are several, again, I don't want to overwhelm people, right. right? But there are several different kinds of plans that you have the ability to look at. And so that's why I just recommend people 
um, you know, connect with your tax person, maybe even just to verify, is this still the best type of plan? Um, has that changed in the last year? Because again, a lot of, a lot of things have changed over the last few years, um, as far as tax laws okay. and what people are doing and, and, and income, people's incomes too. So if your income has gone up and you maybe have more that you could contribute, but you're at a point where you maxed out that plan, maybe looking at, well, would this other type of a plan be more beneficial now, given my situation? And I think that one of the little uh, reminders I get quite often this time of year is going, if you don't have this kind of account, a retirement type account, you can still have time to open one. So this is sometimes it seems like a good time for people to go, oh, wait, I did do better this year than I thought. I need to start Mm -hmm. this process. So you can go ahead and open that account so you get the benefits from it as well. Right. Okay. If you find out from your tax person that this year is is a, a time to take advantage of maybe pivoting and opening mm-hmm. up a new plan, there's definitely still time to do it. But I would I would highly recommend getting on it this week right away because the next couple of weeks with with the holidays and embedded into you know part of both the next coming weeks mm-hmm. definitely makes it a little bit more challenging to get things going because you got a lot of people taking off at different firms and companies where we might need to set up those types of plans. All right. Fair enough. We're going to give you some more information on some year-end financial tips, courtesy of our friend Cassandra Brazier over at ClearStep Financial. Also remind you, you can be part of the show. Call us at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back here on the Financial Health and Wealth Show on My Talk. Welcome back to the Financial Health and Wealth Show here on My Talk 1071 with my friend Cassandra Brazier from ClearStep Financial, giving some great information mm-hmm. on some year-end financial tips. Also want to let you know you can be part of the show call us at 651-641-1071 and cassandra i wanted to hold off and start uh the conversation about roths with a fresh ear (laughs) for everybody (laughs) out there because i know that this is one of the ones i didn't want us to get halfway into a sentence and then have to go to break and come back because it kind of is a Already one of those things to go, do I have one? Should I open one? Where does it fit in my mix when we're talking about Roths, mm-hmm. right? Oh, absolutely. We've, I mean, I think we've done a number of whole entire shows on Roth IRAs over the last several years. So it's definitely a, a fantastic topic. And you're right. It's all of those questions to consider. Um, when we talk about Roths, number one is, right, do you have one? Mm-hmm. If you don't, should you have one? You're absolutely right. It's It's a question to have. The thing to understand about Roths is it's a way to diversify your future income as far as how your income will be taxed. Right. That's really what it comes down to. Um, In doing that, though, it also means you're going to have to diversify today how you're being taxed on the money you're putting into your retirement accounts, meaning that your any kind of 401k, IRA, um, a lot of those, if you were listening to just recently our last segment where we talked about some of the different plans that self-employed people have, most of those things are all where you don't pay any taxes today, income taxes on those. Right. Most of those, you're going to pay the, the taxes when you pull the money out in retirement. And the Roth is opposite that. You do get taxed at today's rates, tax rates, before the money gets put in. Then the money gets put into the account. So it's one of those kind of like, you know, you pay a tax to cross the bridge, right? Pay the fee before you pay the toll, right? Right. So you pay for it before you can put it in. Then the money's in there. So once you're pulling it out in retirement, you don't have that income tax on the back end of it. So here's the the million-dollar question is, is if we knew what taxes would be 
when you are at your point of retirement, we would know the best way to plan for that. But obviously none of us know that. So because of that, we do recommend that it can be beneficial. I say that because it's, you know, there's always that one person out there, right, where maybe doesn't make sense. For most people, it can be beneficial to have money in a Roth bucket as well as in a regular 401k or IRA or or different kind of retirement plan because we really just don't know what taxes will be in the future. But if you if you pay them today, we we still can say that taxes are historically they're pretty low right now. Right. So if you can pay at least some of those today, and that's where that's through either making contributions. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're at a point where you can just do that directly, they have certain income limits. So if you're over those income limits, and maybe you've been told, oh, you can't contribute to a Roth. That may not necessarily be the case. You just may have to take a few extra steps to contribute to a Roth. Um, But also another option for just about anyone out there is to convert what you have in a tax-deferred bucket, whether that's an IRA that you have. Maybe it's an old 401K. You left your job. You rolled it into an IRA, and then you have that money there. But then what it's called is it's called converting or conversion, where you take some of that money, and to get it into a Roth, you have to pay the taxes on it this year. Mm-hmm. So if you had, you know, $100,000 in an IRA and you wanted to move 5000 over, you would just have to claim an extra $5,000 then as you moved it over into your Roth bucket. Right. But there's a lot of people that will do portions on a yearly basis, just little by little, trying to move that money over just under the strategy that taxes still are historically low in general. And uh, and they're just trying to take advantage, knowing that then in retirement, they can pull those monies out without having the income tax burden at that point. Right. So conversions may be something to consider. And, you know, if you have questions on that, certainly talk to your tax advisor. You can reach out to us if you have some questions just in general on on conceptually what might be a good strategy, because those are all things that we talk about with people and looking at that and working with a tax person and, and seeing what may or may not make sense. But if you can have some good strategies in place over time, you can do some of these things over time. Right. And it doesn't have to have a huge impact, you know, on your overall lifestyle and your, and but it can have a huge impact on your retirement if you do okay. some of this over time. Okay. All right. So I understand why we need to have multiple conversations about that. And it's something that, you know, it's just percolating in the back of a lot of people's mind. And it's like, okay, well, let somebody walk you through the varieties of steps you can take to position yourself best, mm-hmm. which is what we're trying to do is just try to go, well, we can't, we can never crystal ball what exactly is the best, the, the, the right idea, but we can go, well, this one seems to be charting in the right direction. And that's what we do a lot with our finances is what can we do to feel right. most comfortable with the information we have at the time. And, um, or at least try and cover several bases, right? You try and, plan for at least a few different possible scenarios, right? right? You say, well, and, and have some flexibility. That's one of the big things. And we talk about this a lot. I know on the show is just, you want to build in a lot of flexibility into your plan because I don't know about you, but so many people and myself included, you plan and you think you're on, you you know, this, this is the plan that you're going to play out. And then all of a sudden something takes you completely off course, Absolutely, (laughs) something completely unforeseen. You're like, Oh, and that's just life. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's just, you know, and, and, and these are some of those things where it helps you have those, I consider, I call them, oh, well moments. Like, oh, well, but this is what I can do now, you know, and that does yeah. help to have that peace of mind of going, I can handle 
some of those uh, unplanned uh, for pivots that we have to take throughout life without it going, well, now mm-hmm. I'm in complete disarray over this whole thing. It's like, no, I can handle it. I can handle it. Yes. So for all of our Absolutely. friends out there, all of our friends out there that do have a primary employer who aren't like me, where it's just a collection of things that are all adjacent to one another. Um, there are some things that it's a good mm-hmm. time for you to start looking at with your uh, employee benefits, right? I absolutely. Mm-hmm. I would say that this is also a good time to look at were there any changes in your benefits for this for this past year or maybe this coming year. Um, if your match has changed, that would be something to consider. Then making some adjustments. If it, I've seen some companies it just goes away completely, right. or they maybe go to a system where they may match at the end of the year, but they don't guarantee it anymore. Or maybe some companies increase their match, mm-hmm. and maybe you're not putting in up to your full match anymore. So for a number of reasons, I recommend people review some of that. Just verify what are you putting in? What is the match? Are you at minimum, and I I don't care who it is, do absolutely everything you can to at least put in up to the match. You know, even if if you have to make some sacrifices, I would say you, you make those decisions, but it is doubling your money right off the bat. Right. And that's, that is, there are very few circumstances that I could even think of where I would say, yeah, you probably don't want to put it up to your match. But you almost always want to do what you can to get on enough to, to at least get your full match. And Cassandra, so, I just want to extra layman's term it. What, um, what email or notification would I have gotten? What words would have it said? So I know where to go look and see what I'm doing. Because I think sometimes I, I remember when I, you know, I was I, I was much younger when I first had an employer mm-hmm. that did this. And so when I first got the paperwork about it, I didn't even know how to process it and what the words meant. So what should people go look for? Yeah. To know what they're uh, You're looking for that? what's your company match. Usually it's just called the company match. Okay. Or if you even at least remember match. And this is what I would recommend. Talk to whoever your HR person is. Right. I wouldn't, I mean, I am all about efficiency with your time. Absolutely. So if it's going to take you three hours to try and sift through emails and documentation that you may have been sent at some time, I would skip all that if it were me. I would just directly call the whoever in HR you deal with with your benefits um, or find a 401k statement even. You could find a statement that you've been sent uh, and call up that company because they typically know also um, what the match is. They have a lot of that information. So you have a couple options, but I would just call someone, ask the question, and just say, what is, what's our match? What and then verify what you're doing. So if you're talking to the financial institution or if you see your statement, a lot of times it'll say what you're doing. A lot of people know how to go online right. and you can see too then what your match is and what you're doing. A lot of times you, you put in, a lot of times it's a percentage, right? You might be putting in 3% or 6% or 10% or 15%, whatever percent you're putting in of your income every paycheck. Um, and so that's, that's where you can kind of find that information. Um, and if you have questions about it, like I said, that's where we have those, we, we sit down and, and look at that with people and say, are you, is this what you should be putting in? And then along with that, you may or may not have a Roth bucket. We just talked about the Roths, but a lot of 401ks nowadays offer a Roth 401k option. And uh, that's one of the questions I, I always ask people is, does your plan offer a 401k, uh, a Roth 401k? Right. And if it does, then we look at, well, is that something then to consider also putting 
if you're not, do we put a portion or all of it? It's just, it's, it's a matter of each circumstance, but how much or how little should we be putting towards that bucket in your 401k? Well, and it doesn't impact your Roth. You okay. don't lose the match. I'm sorry, the match. It doesn't okay. impact your match. All right. And um, Cassandra, before we go to break, I think we have a little bit of time to cover this. Just unfortunately, if you were laid off or you changed jobs, you still need to look at some of the things that are going on with that 401k, correct? That is, yeah, if if you've left a job, and I know there's a lot of people out there, so if, if you've done this and you just left it there and didn't know what to do with it, you're not alone, but there's a lot of options that people have. Once you leave a job, you can do just about anything than when you roll it into an IRA. There are okay. so many options out there for people, and that's where it's so nice when you sit down and someone can explain to you, these are some of the, the main, the top options that I would recommend for your situation given where you're at, how far from retirement or how close to retirement and what your life looks like. These are some good, good options there. So if you're not sure what to do if you've left a job or if it's been years since you left a job but you have that out there still, I recommend taking a look at what you could do with it because once you've left, um, no more money is going into it. So it's just sitting there most of the time, and most people just kind of forget about it. Right. But um, that's usually people's biggest asset is their 401K, and that's really, you, you want to make sure that it is doing, at least giving you some value, right. you know, towards your retirement. Right. Well, when we get back, we're going to cover some additional financial tips you can look at before the end of 2021, including maybe it's time to update your estate plan, right, Cassandra? It may be. All we'll right. find out. All right. And you can be part of the show. Call us at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on the Financial Health and Wealth Show. Welcome back to the Financial Health and Wealth Show here on My Talk 1071. Also available at MyTalk1071.com. Hey, just because you make some good financial choices and you might be uh, putting away for your future does not mean you're a Grinch, right, Cassandra? You're not a Grinch. You're just making good choices. That's what we're doing. Is that what we That's tell, right. Is, is that what we telling the fam this year? Yes, I had exactly. to make some good financial choices. So exactly. the Christmas presents is in the here's in the four hundred one k. Put it in a nice card, Sonny. Put it in a nice card. Right. <laughs> got it, got it. Buy him some life insurance. We'll pretend right. we'll speak that Carla is here, and we'll go put. Hey, I bought you all life insurance. That's what I got you. That's right. That's right. You're all my beneficiaries. Yes. <laughs> so this all eventually we all work out. It'll all work out for all of you. So you didn't need another gift card from someplace. So, and and we tease, but we also are serious in that there are just some decisions that you should be okay making and going. You know, one of the things that we want to talk about, along with the fact that we're going to go into reviewing your estate planning, is just reviewing your budget. And so it's okay Mm -hmm. to sit there and say, "Well, here's what I can." reasonably do with the budget that I have and to not feel bad about it or that you're disappointing people because this is what you're able to do. Oh, I, I totally agree. And I think I, we talk about budget things and I know we've talked about this also, but there are so many positives and benefits to having a budget. And when you really, cause I know it can get a bad rap, mm-hmm. but just can get a bad rap sometimes Absolutely. or it just gives us maybe, maybe just that word because maybe our experience in the past has been uh, restrictive or it's just been something we've resisted and not wanted to take the time to talk about or to do. But, but having one, when you, when you look at what's coming in and how much income you have, and then you look at what are your expenses and you look at where everything's going it, it gives you a great sense of control. Right. And then you want to also build into that budget 
places where you are going to spend money. And maybe it is like we've talked about, like having almost like an allowance or having an amount that is just yours to spend on whatever you want. And then it's a very freeing feeling then. And you don't feel almost guilty or thinking that this money should have gone to somewhere else or could have or would have. Um, But you also, you're working within those boundaries. So as long as you stay then within that spending, then it's a way where it's healthy and you feel good about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you can do all of these things. It may take a little Mm -hmm. bit of maneuvering, but I think so much of what you do at Clear Step Financial is empowering people with the knowledge to control their finances and their future as much as we can control anything. Right. Oh, 100%. And that's, again, goes back to having a plan, but it needing to be flexible. Right. Because there are certain things we can control, but the more that we have covered, the more bases we can cover. And that's why, too, in that budget, we talk about building up and having that cushion in case, of, like we talked about, unforeseen things happen. Because if you have a cushion when unforeseen things happen, they don't seem as drastic, at least financially. Absolutely. They may be emotionally drastic in a lot of ways, depending on what it is. But it doesn't have to be a financial catastrophe. Right, right. And so speaking about planning, um, so many of us were, you know, we, we, we took your advice. We started doing some estate planning. But then it's not one of those things that you always get to set and forget, especially if you're younger like me. You kind of have to look at it every once in a while, right? I would say that. And it doesn't have to be. Now, this doesn't have to necessarily be a yearly thing. But I like to bring it up yearly just because there's going to be people that it it, it is time for them. Mm-hmm. So it may not be time for you on an annual basis, but if you had some major events and things happen, especially if there was a divorce or if if anyone had passed away that was maybe if you had a trust, it could have been one of your trustees, um, or if things have changed, if maybe you've gotten some additional, maybe you received a big inheritance in this last year and, and maybe there are things that should be thought about or allocated certain ways. It just... There could be any number of things that have caused that there could be an at least an update maybe to your plan. Um, but one thing I was going to mention is um, just recently I've, I, I came across now a company that does really fantastic virtual um, estate planning. So if that's something that you are looking to do, um, and because it's virtual, just like a lot of things, if you do online banking, a lot of times you can get better rates because right. they're not paying for the, you know, the housing of the offices and the staff and everything. So, with uh, with this, it ends up typically being less for people also. So if that is something that's on your list, I mean, gosh, I, I've talked to people about maybe do it for each other for Christmas, right? right. Get an estate plan for you and your spouse or your, you know, your family for Christmas because it does also take a load off of children. If you have adult children, that they just don't want to probably deal with uh, headaches and things. If something happens to you and having to deal with each other on who gets what and where does this go and well, what would they have wanted? And so if you can just lay it out for people, a lot of times it's just, it, it takes that stress and those dynamics off of the family. Right. I agree. I can think of some parents out there that we, uh, all of us in betweeners, <laughs> we would love for our parents to do that. Don't buy me yes. anything. Just go take care of that. So I don't have to worry about you haunting me because I didn't do what you wanted. So you handle it. Absolutely. Just it right. I know. My husband says that, you know, he'll say that too. You know, I don't care if we get anything or not, but I just want to know it's in place. And so thankfully, you know, when you have those, those parents that have taken the time to do that, 
it's it's a gift to the children because it just takes that off their place. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, as we get ready to wrap up, I know that we need to do some other things like, you know, maybe like check in with your credit report. And, you know, again, something that people a lot of times want to just uh, hide from. But it's like, no, go check and make sure that there's nothing out there that really mm-hmm. is impacting you negatively that you really didn't do. Yeah. I agree. I would say that, that, again, yearly can be a really good time to do some of those things. Check your credit report. Um, just make sure there's no surprises. Right. Anything that should be addressed or that you could be talking about uh, or fixing, whatever the case is. Some, again, like you said, th- there's credit fraud. So right. did somebody else do some things that, you know, was unforeseen to you? So those are all just checking those things, you know, just making sure that those that nothing's out of order there. Your social security statement, we talk about that too. On an annual basis, just make sure, and this can be something to do after the new year, after your taxes have been filed, um, your income, because you just want to make sure at least annually that they're recording your income accurately. Right. Like we talk about your social security eventually will be based on your top 35 income earning years. So as you get closer to retirement, for most people, those are going to be the higher years. So you just want to make sure that they're being recorded accurately and that they will be factored into your eventual Social Security amount that you'll be compensated. And I think a wonderful thing to end on is to tell everybody that they can go out there and dream and set some wonderful goals for 2022. Everything doesn't have to be negative. Some of these can be, what am I looking forward to as we move forward? I agree. I think that around the new year, around the holidays, if you have some downtime and you just maybe you're sitting by a fire or having some hot chocolate or whatever your choice of drink is, Mm -hmm. just think a little bit about financial goals. Think about what are some of the things you want and maybe it's vacation specific places. Maybe it's time with family. Maybe it's health goals, but even, you know, health can have a cost and a price tag, uh, uh, you know, associated with what it takes to have good health. So I think about things that are in the shorter term that are a little bit further out, that maybe encompass then longer-term goals. Um, and what's exciting, too, is that this next week, um, Carla's my mom. Mm-hmm. I, I call her Carla, right? Yeah. But my mom, she will be on. She is one of the best people to talk about goal-setting because she just has lived and breathed goal-setting for so long. And so she's going to really dig into financial goal-setting here this next week on the show. All right. We're excited to talk to her about that. Happy holidays to you and yours, Cassandra. I also want to remind everybody Thank to get you, on that too. New Year's callback list. Just go to Clear Step Financial at the bottom, ask a question, and they'll be happy to put you on their list. Right, Cassandra? We would be. And remember, if you have some more information that you would want to pass along, you can find this episode and previous episodes. Just go to our website, mytalk1071.com.